send help quick. This video is about all Canadians, not just homeowners. The following ideas affect anybody making a rental payment, a mortgage payment, any kind of shelter payment. Cash flow realities are coming soon to a bank account near you. What do I mean by that? The median mortgage payment in Canada was just six months ago, $2,000 per month. Today, $1,000 more per month is being vacuumed out of a bank account near you. $2,000 a month to $3,000 a month. That's the increase over the past six months in the median mortgage payment in Canada. And these increases are likely not over. October 26 being the next expected rate hike from the Bank of Canada. And what does that mean for rents? It ultimately will mean increases. It, it will. There's no way around that. I recently spoke with tenants exiting a townhome that they've rented for $1,800 a month for the past seven years. The new tenants moving in will be paying $2,800 per month. $1,800 up to $2,800. Let's connect those dots. The mortgage payment is up $1,000 a month, and so is the rent. So in other words, the landlord is not any better off. The bank is, in fact, not any better off. The government isn't really any better off either because they've got a whole bunch of debt that they're actually increasing interest rates on their own debt. So nobody's really winning with these higher rates other than perhaps pension funds and savers. But savers don't drive an economy. Spenders do. The government is triggering these higher rates in an effort to curb inflation because maybe a little bit too much spending was going on. But was it? Was it really? It's not that simple anymore. And I think we know that. I mean, the recent spike in gas prices relates to one refinery catching fire while the other one is closed for maintenance. And suddenly you've got one out of three refineries able to provide gas on the West Coast, gasoline. So prices are suddenly spiking again. That's got nothing to do with interest rates, demand at all. It's, it's just a purely a supply-driven situation. So these higher rates leading to the inflation of housing costs, which does represent about 12.5% of the, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, how's that supposed to work again? I mean, the government is fearing wage inflation, but who among us went and asked for a raise when gas was a little more expensive or groceries were a little more expensive? Not that many homeowners, not that many middle income, middle management and up earners. It was definitely at the lower end of the spectrum. And to give people an extra couple bucks an hour at the lower end of the spectrum is not unreasonable and is not going to completely tilt the economy out of whack. But when your shelter costs go up by $1,000 per month, you are for sure going in and asking for a raise. You are. And there's that wage inflation. And that leads to that inflation spiral, right? The wage goods entrenched inflation piece. It seems to me there are some simple steps the federal government could take to alleviate much of this pressure, pressure they themselves are creating. Some simple suggestions. And number one on the list, give tenants a break. Make residential rent tax deductible. Because if anybody needs a break, it's tenants. They can't even get their hand on the bottom rung of the property ladder. They're trying to save up a down payment. Good luck when your rent pops by a thousand bucks a month. And it's easy to say, well, hey, don't move. Don't move from the one place to the other. But if you're in a one-bedroom condo and you've had one child and there's another one on the way, you kind of need that second bedroom. You kind of have to give up that amazing long-term rent that you've enjoyed, that you've only had the 2% increase per year or whatever it's been. And now you have to pivot to a new market rent reality. That's tough. 
making residential rent tax deductible, I think would go a long ways in our society. Number two, make the interest on residential mortgage payments on owner-occupied homes tax deductible. You know, as a note here, if you're an investor, your mortgage interest is already tax deductible. And, you know, that's just part of the deal. If you can build wealth, it just gets easier and easier the more wealth you build. It's the first steps that are the most difficult to take. And the system is kind of rigged to make those first steps incredibly difficult. Again, see suggestion number one, tax deductible rent. All right, idea number three, lower the age for property tax deferment to age 18. You're old enough to buy a property, you're old enough to defer the property taxes if you've made a down payment of at least 20%. Not that many 18-year-olds are putting 20% down on their first purchase, I get it. And that also goes towards this not really being that big a deal. And here's the thing, inherently Canadians don't like to defer taxes. I mean, there's a lot of people who qualify to defer their taxes who just won't. They pay them anyway, which is kind of crazy. Like this is an opportunity to save two, four, six, eight thousand dollars a year in property taxes, cash flow wise. Keep that cash in your own hands. And you know what? Let your heirs pay for it. Or when you finally sell the house 42 years later, okay, the property taxes come off then. Makes a lot of sense to defer property taxes. And for a young family starting out with all kinds of different expenses, being able to put property taxes off to the side for for a few years would be significant. So I think it's worth exploring. Uh, Number four, bring back the 40-year amortization. It went away in 2008 when rates fell from six to five to four to three. We saw amortizations go from 40 to 35 to 30 to 25. All right, well, hey, uh, newsflash, we're back up over 5% with interest rates. Bring back the 40-year amortization. It's time, it's long overdue. And the last one, number five on my list, fix the stress test. I'm not saying eliminate the stress test, but fix it because it's broken. Five and a quarter percent makes all the sense in the world as rates plummeted down to 1.2. Nobody should have been qualifying for mortgages on 1.2%. I wouldn't suggest that for a second, but as rates have come back up beyond five and a quarter, beyond three and a quarter, four and a quarter actually, and you've got people now having to stress test at six and a quarter, seven and a quarter, seven and a half, seven and three quarter, It's absolutely throttling the market back, especially when you combine that with 0.4. You've got these shorter amortizations combined with this incredibly high, never seen before stress test level, and it's making it impossible for people to get into this market, dicey as it may be to get into this market right now at all. But we've got to take some steps to alleviate the pressure that these higher rates are creating if there's no end to these rates in sight. That's my two cents. All right, thanks very much.